Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Christmas Day, Colin. Can't pass that by without wishing you a very happy Christmas and all our listeners too. And of course, we've been looking this week at verses in the New Testament to do with the incarnation of Jesus. And yesterday you were talking very much about remembering the humility, the humbleness of Jesus. And uh, do we find ourselves in the stable today? No, we're not in the stable. (laughs) (laughs) But we're talking about a present Uh, what Jesus came to give us. Today is a day of exchanging presents for for many of us, for most of us. And um, I'm I'm always a bit funny about presents. You know, people say to me, what do you want for Christmas? And I say, well, let me buy it and you can pay for it. Because... Because, you know, I I think nothing is worse than receiving a whole lot of useless things that you're never going to use or you don't want or uh, are just sort of totally wrong and, and, you know, they get put in a drawer and forgotten. I'd much prefer to receive something I'm going to use, something that's going to be useful, something that I want, something that's going to bless me. And, um, you know, I'm like that in giving presents too. I say, you know, is there anything you want or go and buy what you want and I'll pay for it. Um, it seems to me such a such a waste of money to uh, spend money on presents that are, are are not going to be of any use. But you love presents. But oh yes, yes, I love to give actually more than to receive. It always blesses me. You know, it is more blessed to give than receive. It never worries me if I don't have too many presents myself, so long as I have the joy of seeing others unwrap their presents. But anyway, uh, the um, scripture that I'm going to today is in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich my Christmas message to everybody is that God intends you to be rich That's clearly what this scripture is saying. Now, actually, Paul is talking within the context of talking about money, but this is obviously a spiritual principle that is of far more significance than any financial gain we might have from knowing Jesus. Jesus became poor. What does that mean? It is a total myth to say that Jesus lived in poverty. Jesus always had enough of everything. He didn't have a home of his own. He didn't need one. He had his family home in Nazareth. He had his ministry base in Capernaum. He had the house uh, in Bethany, just a couple of miles from Jerusalem, every time he went there for the feasts uh, where where he could stay. It was like a home from home. Uh, His undergarment was so valuable that... At his crucifixion, people wouldn't, um, the, the soldiers wouldn't tear it in pieces, but they cast lots for it. He always had with him a purse of money to give to the poor. 
Now, if you live in poverty, you don't have money to give away. Jesus, of course, never lived in poverty in that sense. He never lived in need. His father did not want his son to be in need in that way. So when the scripture says here that he became poor, what it means, of course, is that he came to share in the poverty of our humanity because our condition here on earth is so poor compared with the riches, the majesty, the glory of God in heaven. And the unique thing about Jesus is he is the only person that has ever been conceived and born into the world that existed before his conception. He is the only one who has ever come from heaven to be born into the world as a man, to live and to grow up as a man, uh, and then to, to give his life for us. He's the only one of whom that is true. Our existence began at the moment of our conception, but Jesus uh, lived in heaven. He was, he was with the Father even from before the creation of the world because he was the word through which God brought all creation into being. When God spoke, Jesus went forth and creation happened. So this great, majestic, almighty, all-powerful God accepts poverty, the poverty of our humanity. And that is why, of course, he was born in a stable. It's not that, you know, they couldn't afford accommodation. <laughs> there just wasn't a spare room. But it's like a little message, isn't it? that there was going to be a lot of people that would find no room for Jesus in their hearts. But nevertheless, he came. He came. He, he humbled himself. He accepted the most humble of circumstances. But the purpose was to make us rich. And again... Just as he shared the poverty of our humanity, so he made it possible for us to share in the glory of God's divinity, of God's divine life. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the scripture says you live in God and God lives in you. You live in Jesus and he lives in you. You live in the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit lives in you. Uh, Peter says in his second letter that through the very great and precious promises that God has given us, we participate in the divine nature, in the very nature of God himself. We don't become part of God, but we are able to participate fully in the life of God, the love of God, the power of God, the joy of God, the peace of God, the salvation of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, the peace of God, the provision of God, the holiness of God, the righteousness of God. Everything that God is has already become ours even in this life. But only because he became poor to make us rich. So 
the question for all of us on this Christmas day is really this. Are we really living in the riches that Jesus came to make possible for us? And of course, your ability to do that is very much dependent upon your faith, that you believe that Jesus has made all these riches available to you so that you can appropriate what Jesus himself called the fullness of his life. You remember he says in John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that men may have life and have it in all its fullness. So we have this wonderful, wonderful truth summed up in just one verse. It's all the work of the grace of God. And, and what is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? Well, grace, as you hear me say often on these programs, grace is God giving his everything to those who deserve nothing. And you see, Jesus comes to us not because we deserve him, not because we can do anything to earn the rich life that he came to make available. It's all the work of his grace, of God giving to those who deserve nothing. And you know, if you recognize that, that you never deserve anything from God, you can live in these riches. If you think that God owes you anything, then you deserve to be humbled <laughs> until you realize that you could never, ever deserve anything from God, that everything he does in your life, everything he does for you, everything that he gives to you, every prayer that he answers, every healing that you receive, every work uh, of answered prayer is a work of his grace, something that we never deserve. Such a wonderful, wonderful gospel. So, every Christmas, I always look for a fresh present from Jesus. So easy, isn't it, for us to get caught up with families and carol services and all the glitter of Christmas. And somehow to miss out spiritually. But I believe God wants today to be a spiritual event for every Christian, for every believer. And I trust that just listening to me now, God has given you a present. God has spoken a word of truth that you needed to hear. Something that would have blessed you. Something to which you can say, thank you, Jesus, that you came to make it possible for me to receive the present of your life. Thank you, Lord.
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 